The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good, I mean, it's always a good day to be a Yankee fan lately. I Whole mean, season. Yeah. No, 16 losses. I don't care how many wins. 16 losses. Can't get back the losses. Only 16 of them. We went to opening day. They won. They won that first series against the Red Sox and basically never looked back. They had that one shitty, I feel like the only shitty part the of Orioles. the season was that Orioles series. Yes. I think some people was the White Sox series. Some people wanted to to go nuts just because they missed going nuts. Uh, at that point, I knew we were chilling. But like for the Orioles <laughs> series, it was it was like a here we go again thing. And we talked about how look, you got to take advantage of the cupcakes when they're there, and that's exactly what the Yankees have been doing. I mean, the first half of our schedule has been the easier half, and they did exactly what they were supposed to do, which is dominate these bad teams. Breaking news. Josh Donaldson's one-game suspension has been upheld. He's going to serve suspension tomorrow night. All right. (laughs) But apparently, Tim Anderson also just got busted getting someone else pregnant that's not his wife. Ah, (laughs) dude, I knew he – dude, he's not a choir boy, man. He's not a choir. He's been suspended like – I saw – damn. Yeah. I uh, saw he was trending. So I was like, oh, let me just click this and see what it is. And uh, yeah, apparently he has gotten his side chick pregnant. Way to go, Tim Anderson. (laughs) Great role model for the game. I just saw the first twist. It was like Jackie Robinson would never. No, no, I think he did. Yeah, he he might. A lot. Back then, I think you could just do whatever you want. And not to like make excuses, but he was under a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. He did more good than bad. He was an athlete. Athletes just, that's what they do. Sometimes. And our athletes just win fucking games. We destroyed the Cubs this weekend. Like, I feel like we went into this weekend like, oh, premium, premium series, you know, another big market team coming in. We're going to have some battles. And I think we almost forgot that like these aren't your older brother's Cubs. Rizzo's gone. Bryant's gone. Baez is gone. Like, these guys suck. They were yeah. ready to get on the plane at one thirty yesterday. I mean, yeah, these guys, they suck, and they suck in a bad way. Like, the Orioles probably suck worse, but – well, I don't even know. I haven't looked at the standings today. But the Orioles are used to, like, being in a division. There's something, you know, you're going to see us a bunch of times. I mean, I think when you're just in the middle of a shitty season – I don't think there's anything you want less than to have to go to New York and play the Yankees if they're playing well. Like, every part of that sucks. One, you're going to get your teeth kicked in. Two, your wife, girlfriend, whoever. Like, that's the road trip everyone's significant other makes. Right, right. So, like, you don't even get, like, a weekend in New York where it's like, well, after the game, I can go out to a nice dinner. Like, you're at the field for a 7 o'clock game at 3 o'clock, and she's in Bloomingdale's or Saks or – Or a show on Broadway or – like the Some only brunch spot. 
like as I've like talked to agents and stuff like that, New York is one of the like wives don't miss that road trip. They're not going to Kansas City. They're going to Miami. They're going to New York. They're going to L.A. That that makes that makes perfect sense. No, it does. And I think it's an, an indictment. A little bit on David Ross. Everybody seems to love him because he's bald and has the dad thing going on. I don't know. But to me, that's an indictment on your manager. Like yesterday, they gave up in the second inning. They packed it in. When we beat up on the Orioles, like they play hard. Right. And I noticed the difference of a team just giving up. Yeah. I mean, I agree. He does. You know, listen, you, you took the job. So you deserve blame. But they really are asking him to make chicken salad out of chicken yeah. shit. <laughs> like this is a I mean, this is a really fucking shitty team. Dude, the two pitcher, I, the, the pitcher Saturday and the pitcher Sunday. It's like Saturday night we were there and we'll talk about that experience. But Judge hit a leadoff homer and basically the game was over. Yes. I mean, we were like sucking the soul out of these guys. These were great games. Like yesterday's game, although it did drag on a bit, like I came home. I got home at like one thirty, and I was like kind of hung over and run down. And, like, the Yankees had a huge lead. I don't remember what it was. I fell asleep. I took a nap for, like, an hour and a half. I woke up, and it was just like, oh, it's an even bigger lead. And people forget they were down. Like, they started out down one nothing, and I was like, oh, maybe this will be the game they lose this series because they won Friday. They Classic joke. Yeah, punt. You know, the boys <laughs> are just trying to get out runs. of there and, and have a, a day off on Monday. And the main hero, Matt Carpenter, wasn't even supposed to play. So Glaber, I guess, had the shits or some sort of stomach issue, got yeah. scratched very late. Everybody's freaking out. It's fine. He just had some diarrhea or whatever. And Matt Carpenter shows up, hits two long home runs. Those were not short porch cheapies and a double to boot. And he has, I think, six homers in 10 games as a Yankee. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, he had seven RBIs. He only had, he had seven RBIs one other time, also against the Cubs. <laughs> oh, right. With St. Louis. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I mean, the Matt Carpenter story is, you know, you listen, the baseball season is very long. Some would say too long. Um, so you got to find these little stories throughout the season, even when your team's winning, to just, like, keep your sanity. So whether it's like, hey, we're, do we're doing mustaches. Uh, now one of the mustache guys is, like, out of nowhere just mashing the ball whenever he gets an opportunity. And doing it in a way where, like, it's coming in pinch hits. It's coming, you know. He doesn't need regular playing time. No, it's that's not, the crazy thing. Yeah. And I think when you're 36, a four-time All-Star, have won the World Series before, say, you know, he has said, like, you know, I was like a closet Yankee fan. Like, I've been a Yankee. You know, you you, you got to respect what they've done throughout, you know, the history of the franchise, et cetera, et cetera. Um, like, what better thing than just like, hey, I you know, I went from playing in fucking Round Rock, Texas or wherever – their triple a is to i don't know i'm wearing pinstripes i think over the course of the long season you need these stories and last year we really didn't have any of those stories and it was boring but like in 2019 like talkman was the was the story everybody loved talking about him and especially with cashman i feel like with these scrap heap guys it's very hit or miss for every jay bruce there's a luke voigt for every geo urshela there's a there's a troy tulowitzki and it seems like he he just smashed on carpenter well, here's the thing is of eventually the trash heap guys will revert to like kind of being trash heap guys. Like Gio was good, but like he's got zero all-stars, has won zero awards, has zero actual accomplishments, but it was yeah. exciting for a little bit. And Matt Carpenter will eventually be a 36-year-old man again. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm buying the stuff that he remade his swing and he adjusted his mechanics. I'm, I'm kind of buying into the juice a little bit and I and he does have a perfect swing. For the stadium. I think this could be real. And, ev and look, every championship team needs like that random utility guy. We had Louis Soho or the 09 team. I think we had like one of the Hairston brothers. They kind of did that, that role. Sometimes you need that random utility dude to win. Well, no, I mean, I'm not saying that, um, you know, Chapman's going to fall apart tomorrow. I'm just saying like I, I'm not jumping to the, like we got to extend Chapman. Like Chapman's uh, uh, not in I, my I, 2023 yeah. plans. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. But no, I'm saying like he, <laughs> I, to me, he could be a guy that I think could hit 20 home runs this year. I mean, why not? At this point, he's hitting every other game, basically. Yeah, if we can get him in 20 more games, he'll be there.
like, he usually DHs. Yeah, like, he so, doesn't really have a position. Well, because we have a lot of infielders. So, like, that's the concern is eventually, like, you've got to do something with if, – if you're going to make any moves, you've got to do something with the lineup. And, like, Marwin Gonzalez hasn't been great, but he can play shortstop. We talked about this last week. We just we have no other shortstop. Like if Matt Carpenter could play some shortstop, great. But no one on the roster can. And that's the only reason Marwin isn't on a bus somewhere or out out on the street is because he can play shortstop, or else he would not be yeah. on this team. Because at some point, like when it comes down to the playoff roster, you need Tim LaCastro. You need the guy with one hundred speed. Yes. Yes. Especially since they don't have weight anymore. Yeah, he should be. He was playing in a rehab assignment like two weeks ago. I'm surprised. There's, no, there's just no spot for him. Yeah, yet. who are you going to send down? Well, I, I'd have some ideas, but I, I know that uh, Cashman Cashman wouldn't go for him. Although I will have to give him credit. We bomb <laughs> on them pretty much every week. Hicks and Gallo have really have really picked it up. I don't think it's for real. I don't think it's going to last. But like you know, things are going good when those guys are like doing well. Yeah, you just have to like. I'm a you know hot hand guy. Play the hot hand. Continue to play the hot hand. Do you think Judge playing center field every night like is is that sustainable to you? Because it's not to me. Yeah, it is. I think it you is. Think it is. Why not okay. run him into the fucking ground? Not our problem. That's fine, but it is our problem in October in Game Four of the ALCS when we want him to have fresh legs. No, he wants he wants big dick money. You gotta go out there and play a big dick position. Playing <laughs> right, playing right field for the New York Yankees is a fucking cakewalk. I could go out there and do it. It is the smallest. Yeah, you're right. Smallest terror. other than maybe left in Fenway. I think it's the small. Although even that the has like different challenges. Yeah. Like I thought when we traded for Stanton, Judge should have moved to left. You Gives, did say that. Make Stanton do less. He's the guy who's won an MVP award. Judge is super athletic. Like I mean. The alternative is we go out and get a center fielder. And who's that going to be? Andrew Benintendi? It's either him, Ian Happ, or Reynolds, it sounds like. And, and, and three. But, like, someone has to go. So, you know, can you include Hicks in that trade? Then you've got options. That'd be a dream. Eat half the money. The problem is that they don't want to put Judge or Stanton in left. Why not? I don't know, but they haven't done it all year. Neither. Well, of them Judge doesn't left. play left. I know, but I'm just saying, like, they're not. I think in the playoffs, it's going to be, it's either going to be Judge and center, Stan and right, or they're going to trade for a center fielder and have and have Stan DH. Like, I don't think they're going to do Judge and center, you know, Stan and left and like Gallo and right or something. Yeah, like I mean, I think the problem is we have three right fielders who are all six seven, six eight. We got three guys who play the exact same position. And only one of them has two gold gloves. And he's like the worst. And he's one. the worst. And Hicks isn't he, like, I don't even consider Hicks a center fielder anymore. And I'm glad that the Yankees finally realized that he doesn't have the speed or the range to play center field. I just don't like that, like, we didn't really have a backup plan, if that makes sense. Well, I think the backup plan, you know, going into camp was like, I don't know, this Florial show that he can yeah. be anything. Does LaCastro you know, show that he can cover the ground and stay healthy. Because if you think about it, if LaCastro stayed healthy and could hit 240, he's your center fielder. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, because, again, you can't you can't buy every position. You can't have an all-star at every position. It's just not feasible. No, no. It is going to be interesting to see what they do with the, with the outfield alignment because they basically have – I mean, you could even say they have five – basically have five corner outfielders out there yeah <laughs> and it's it's yeah and and it's not and brett gardner's not walking through that door um, thank god what a know, pleasant surprise and, and i think you know stanton when stanton was playing the outfield during his time with us like he never looked comfortable in left field no right field is his position and so like at this point in the game i get finding him the the time out there I put Gallo in left field, you know, like, fuck it. Like, who cares about Gallo's preferences? Exactly. But he's, he's looked hard. I, mean, I think he's made like three or four errors in left already. And he says he says he hates left field. And that dude is such a high maintenance. I, I just – I really don't like him. I mean, but at the same time, Aaron Judge isn't playing left field. So, like, you know, different yeah. standards because the guy wore pinstripes a little longer. And has, you know, 25 home runs in Gallo. Zero rings. Three. Zero rings. Okay. Aaron Judge is a lot better. Than Zero gold Gallo. gloves. 
I'm just saying, like, according to the the awards that you play for, Aaron for Judge. Awards, yes. I think he's Judge has to have at least one silver slugger, maybe two. We, we count those silver awards. sluggers. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure Gallo's got a bunch of them. Maybe, maybe it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the outfield pitching wise. I feel like we go into every season and we're like, I'm like Jack. If Jamison Tyone can do this, if Seve can stay healthy and be a number two, if Montgomery can take the next step, and mostly every year, those ifs do not happen and we lose in the fucking wildcard game. This year, all of those ifs so far have come true, and that is why I think we are, whatever, 44 and 16. The starting pitching, I mean, we talked about like the first two weeks of the season when we were getting like four inning starts and things that eventually it's got to ramp up if you're going to be successful. And I think that's a big thing. It's not just how <coughs> – sorry, guys. I have all the COVID symptoms and none of the COVID positive tests. I just – actually Two no, tests? I don't have all of the symptoms. I just have a cough. I have a cough. It's allergies. I have dirty little kids. Gross Emily, little How's kids. Emily feeling? She's got a cough too. Interesting. So you think it's from the kids? Yeah, yeah, because the baby has a cough. Ah, uh, there's, yeah. there's your culprit. But I think it's all allergies. I think it's all tied to allergies. The three of us have bad allergies. Pollen's a bitch. It is. I think it's like it's getting worse. Like we got to shift the seasons. Yeah, no. May fifteenth to June fifteenth for me is just the brutal pollen period. It used to be April. Like I feel like you know, twenty ten it was April. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now it's just like yeah, we're deep. Oh into yeah, the June. seasons are shifting. Yeah, we're deep it's into like June. It's like 90 degrees in September now, and yeah. it's like 40 in April. Yeah, it makes, makes no sense. That's That was talking weather. Yeah, that's uh, that was the Mike Trout segment of the game, <laughs> of the show. What were we talking about? Oh, the pitching. Yeah, you know, I think it's – obviously, they're pitching, you know, two results, but they're pitching deep into games. They're finding their way out of jams because we flirted with a couple perfect games, which I don't really care about at all. Um but we have, you know, found the depth where we're not putting a lot on the relievers. So when there is a game that's a little closer and maybe a starter only gets four innings, five innings, the relievers are, are ready to go. And even though, I mean, I haven't heard anything about Chapman. Is he alive? He played catch on Saturday. Oh, great. Didn't we all? Um you know, but we're, we're seeing more out of uh, these guys. We're having big blowout games, so every pitch doesn't matter as much. And that, I mean, we're – I know it's early. I know that it is June 13th as we record this. But we're about to play the Rays at home. We're going to go to Toronto, and we're going to go to Tampa. You can't win a division in June, but, like, maybe you can. Yeah, because like you win all of these series. Let's just say you win all of the series. Maybe you sneak a, a sweep in there somewhere, but you just win the series, and you've put these guys all so far back. And I saw I forget what it is like in the last like thirty one games. The Red Sox went twenty one and ten after being like god awful, and they're two games further back. Than yeah, the yeah, Yankees. it's great. Like, it's great. Toronto great. has gone on like a historic run. Gain no games on the Yankees. So you have a point to, you know, an opportunity to really put a bunch of teams away. And then, you know, after that, the Astros and Twitter is going to be like, oh, the fucking Astros. I'm supposed to go to the game on the 23rd. Um, but, like, I don't really give a shit about the Astros. Like, I don't care about the other divisions right now. I'm not worried about who we're going to play in October. It's funny you talked about the – Jays or the Red Sox or whoever winning all those games and not gaining any ground because that was us last year during our 13 game winning streak. I think during our 13 game winning streak, I think the Rays went 11 and two and we gained two games on them. Yeah. And it was like, oh, sick. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're nine games up on the Rays. So if we were to go in there and just, just win two of three games, we're 10 games up on the Rays. Toronto, we're eight games up on. So even like if they, Whatever series they're playing, we're eight and a half up. If they win their series, we go into playing them still eight and a half up. And you win that series, now you're nine and a half. Like, you're burying these teams in the first half. And I know we're on pace to win 119 games. But realistically, we're 60 games into the season. All we have to do, it, it, like it, we're a 100-win team if we just win all the rest of the series. If we just win two out of three. 
Easy. And I think everybody likes to say, oh, the games in September are more important down the stretch. I'd almost argue the opposite. You think about the psychological aspect. If we can bury these guys now and these other ALA's teams go into the all-star break and they're, I don't know, 14 games back at the break, like how how fired up can they be? Like there's got to be some of them that are going to mentally check out a bit, at least from a divisional standpoint. So I'd argue that, you know, this could be maybe <clears throat> the most important stretch of our season. I mean, you know, the Red Sox are 12 and a half games back. And you could say the games in September matter more than the games in June. All you want. But I don't know. If it's August 1st and it's hot as fuck and it's just like the summer's dragging and your kids are home from school and whether that's in the city that you play in or not, you're hearing it from your wife and you're jogging out there at Fenway and you look at the left field wall and it says that you're 15 games out of first place. I don't think you're turning it on. No, nah, not diving. Maybe I'm not diving for that ball that I would have if, if we were a game back or whatever. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. It's, it's funny because everything about this year is just the opposite from last year. Last year, we were all these other teams that we're making fun of now. Like we were 10 games back. <coughs> we were having winning streaks gaining no ground. And now and now it's the opposite. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a great you know position to be in. Credit to Brian Cashman. He, you know, he put together this roster, and when he decided to go with Rizzo, uh, when he decided to go with Donaldson, and you know, they've made contributions. Uh, you know, I think Rizzo more than Donaldson, but you know, Rizzo has started off hot, slumped some, but like the defense, you don't worry about a ball coming across the field, no, which is a huge, like a ground ball, a shortstop used to be a double heart attack. Yeah. Glaber to Voigt is Glaber to Voigt was probably the worst combination of short to first you could ever come up with. Yeah. In baseball. And now it's just like, okay, I feel comfortable about everything that's hit. It's going to get caught when they throw the ball across the infield. Even if it's not a perfect throw, it's going to get caught. You know, we've got situational hitting out of Rizzo. He'll choke up with two strikes. He'll, you know, just hit the ball up the middle to hit the ball up the middle. Whereas Voigt had to hit a home run. You didn't uh, have a cough at the game. When did this start? Um, it started kind of yesterday. I woke up. You ever get um, you ever like hungover and you just feel like your throat's dry, like you just can't salivate because you're so yeah. hungover. Mm-hmm. So that's what I had. Like I am, I'm old, is what yeah. I realized. Like doing boozy brunch into uh, Billy's into the stadium back to Billy's. I mean, oh, you I, went out after the game. I think we talked about how I wasn't going to do any shots. Yeah. That did not happen at all. So you did shots after the game. I did shots, yeah, after the game. I think I did shots before the game. Yeah. I left. So I also left the game in like the eighth inning. I beat the rush over to Billy's, was doing shots with the owner, had like one beer, and I was like, yeah, we're all old. Do you guys just want to get an Uber? And like the game was ending as I hit the Uber button and was able to get an Uber up by the courthouse. Oh, uh, okay. so I like beat the rush. I just I I flamed out too early. Yeah, no, it happens. It was nice for me because Dave like Dave drove, so I didn't have to worry about getting on the D train and going back to Penn Station. Well, like that. also so like nice. Listen, I don't have a lot of things going on. When you've got two kids, you're not going all over the place. So there's a part of me that's like a kid on Christmas, you know, so I'm up at 6 a.m. And I'm just like, I'm ready to go. Then there's a little bit of the like running around of like, we got to get the pack and play in the car. We got to get all this stuff to get the kids in the car. I got to get the dogs in my car. My wife and I are driving separately so she could drop off the kids and leave her car. I'm dropping off the dogs at a Rover's house. I'm picking her up. We're getting up to the stadium. You burn yourself out, you know, just a lot of... I get overexcited like a child. Oh, I, dude, I still I, – I have trouble sleeping the night before going to games like every time. Yeah, like it's going to be the same thing for Baltimore next month. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And wait, so you mentioned you're going to one of the Houston games. Did I'm, you say the Thursday night game? I'm supposed to be there for work. Like my company has a suite and I'm supposed to be there entertaining clients. We'll see. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm going to go that Friday and Sunday, I think. So you're going to go up to 24th 
and the 26th is the Sunday. Nice. You're doing like, yeah. what's the Sunday, like with your dad? Yeah. yeah that screams exactly. a Sunday, 1 o'clock, 1.30 game just screams like father and Sunday. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. And it's like the week after Father's Day. So I was like, oh, that'll be a, that'll be a good one. I mean, we do go like historically, I'd say me and him generally do more night games. Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's an even probably an even split. Yeah. I just that, that I Sunday think the night games. There is a little bit more excitement. A Sunday one thirty game doesn't scream like my wife is excited about this. No, oh, and she works that Sunday, so it was it was perfect. Everything sometimes everything just lines up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, and then yeah, Friday uh, going up with Dave. Friday we got really. I think I'm row, we're row one of the two hundred level, or maybe row two of the two hundred level. So I'm pretty excited. You about rolled that. in with a whole crew to Billy's. I thought it was just you and Dave from like the BP Philly crew. And you were with like eight people, nine people. Tom, his girlfriend, uh, Chicken Parm John. It's great seeing yeah. him. He's just like a positive ball of energy. I think I don't know if it was Tom's girlfriend. Like Tom introduced me to a girl who was like, "You're Susie's dad." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "I lived around the corner from you in Fishtown. Like when you like saved this dog, so I would just see you walking your dogs all the time." And was like, "That's the Susie guy." That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, she works at uh, she works at like a ho- the hospital, like the closest hospital in me. Basically, she lives like fifteen minutes. Okay, so yeah, that's yeah. who it was. Yeah, that's yeah, and like New Hope or or something. Yeah, there was no um, there's no more like yo JJ. Like no, I'm Susie's dad now. <laughs> it was funny. So Barstool had an event um, at the stadium. So they it's like before the game. So I was in Billy's and I saw a couple of them walking out and I saw Hubs was like trailing. So I was like, yo, what's up? Cause like I love Hubs. Like we're boys, whatever. So we're catching up real quick and a guy comes up and is like, yo, Hubs, can I get a picture? And hands me his phone. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I started screaming. I was like, yes, this is awesome. And Hubs was like, dude, I'm sorry. And I was like, no, man, this is it. You're the dude. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I know. I guess a lot of, uh, a lot of different organizations are doing events now. Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to, like, solidify your, um, you know, your fan base. And if you're just, like, a guy and, like, let's say you were just – or even, like, me and Date, like, if you're just, gonna, like, going to go to a game with one other guy, right? You'd, like, rather be around, like, 30 other people around your own age that are all yeah. drinking. Like, it does make it a little more – does make it The a only problem more. is the Yankees don't do anything where you can drink during the game for free. That's the thing. I don't like that setup of – because I've I've seen the ads for like different and it's like oh you know ninety minutes before the game unlimited beer like I don't want to be like I like to have a buzz going in but I don't want to be like blacked out at first pitch and then sober up during the yeah like I don't want to have to get my money's worth of the alcohol before the game no no right it's like too, and especially for a one o'clock game they do it like eleven thirty to one it's just like eh. yeah the Mets do like. It's like 30 minutes before the game until an hour and a half into the game. So you get like two hours or the seventh inning, whatever that's comes first. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I've done yeah. some of those before. Um, it's yeah. funny the two hours or the seventh inning, like whichever one comes first with the beer sales and you're like looking at the clock and looking at the scoreboard, like which one's going to come first. Yeah, tonight? exactly. And it's like, you know, you get like cans or and, you know, at. Uh, it was City Field, Yankee Stadium? I think it's just like cups, like draft, like plastic cups, like you're at a keg. I haven't seen any like in any of the concessions this year. I've only seen cans. I haven't seen any taps. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it might be different because of like yeah. COVID. I've been yeah. really paying attention. No, I mean they definitely have them. At I was at um I went to City Winery to get the Barada Burger. Okay, and they definitely had taps there. Gotcha. And it's all cashless, which always throws me off because I'm ready to tip because I feel like you can't tip the um, the guys on foot now. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't ordered anything in my seats like from a guy like beer here. Like I've used like the app and ordered. Gotcha. Um, yeah. No, I didn't even think of that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But no, great, yeah, great night at the stadium. Like I said, when Judge Judge hit the first homer, kind of felt like it was over. Then Stanton hit an absolute laser. That thing was absolutely slashed. I think they said 120 off the bat. It's just it's just so fun going to games and seeing <coughs> home runs like that. Yeah, and I mean, I my wife and I were there with some of her friends who you know they're doing a like we're trying to see every stadium thing and. Uh, you know, first thing, and it was good because we were able to like walk around. You know, the the team gave us like really nice seats, so you feel a little obligated to sit in them the whole time. But people want to see the stadium, and so that's like the perfect game to just walk around for a little bit. Right, up six nothing in the up six nothing in the fourth. Yeah, it's just like yeah. Now we're now we're cruising, dude. We're rolling it's it's i feel like for the past three years we've always we've come on here so pent up with frustration and complaints and there's really there's really none of that i mean this stretch you mentioned the nine game stretch i kind of count houston in there i'm looking at this as a 13 game stretch eight and five would be awesome but i i'd even be fine with seven and six i think yeah i mean i i care more about the division games just because i i really want to secure our spot to not have to play in i don't even know what the format is like now it's a three game first round right yeah so it's interesting so the the top two teams get buys yeah and then the other teams all have to play a three game wild card which ideally we get a buy for and then we'd start the ds now normally i'd say all right whatever just get one of the top two but you you, it's probably going to be us in houston one two in some order and I think it's really important that if we're playing them in an ALCS that we have home field advantage. We have not had that yet in any of the times we've played them in the postseason. Which I, I agree. And, you know, in the ideal world, we have that home field advantage. It's just not something I can worry about yet. Now, I can worry about it next week. But it's just like let's handle business because when you start thinking about Houston, next thing you know, you've lost two of three at home to the Rays. You're getting swept in Toronto. And now you're going down to Toronto and into Tampa in bad shape. No, you're right. And most years, like 2018, 2019, there were definitely points where it'd be like June or July. And I'm like, just get me to October. Just fast forward through the rest of this. But this season, I'm really making a, a concerted effort to really enjoy the, enjoy the ride just because they're doing so well. Judge is on pace for 60 bombs. And again, it does feel like a special year. I really want to enjoy each game. And I'm not I'm not looking at the calendar to October every day like I have sometimes in the past. Plus, you're married now. You could be pregnant by next season or have a kid, and like it changes your experience. So, drink it in. Yeah, <laughs> just Take drink it. In. In. Like you may, it may be this season. You may have a couple more seasons. I don't know. Just so everyone knows, I'm not like leaking anything. I have no idea about uh, what Nick and Jamie are doing. But that's a thing. Like, as someone who now has two kids, embrace it. 
I feel like it's more just takes a lot more like just from hearing you talk about it. It just seems like it's a lot more planning. Like you could still go to games. It's just a lot more planning and effort. It's a lot more planning. There's uh, like, you know, I have a uh, I have a cool wife, so she's, you know, cool with me going. But, uh, you know, you feel a little guilt at times of like, you know, I, I ran up there on a Friday night. You had both kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, I used to no, before we had kids, I would just I'd schedule meetings in New York. I'd be like, hey, listen, I'm just I'm leaving for the weekend. Yeah. I would just go up and get a hotel and I'd go to a Friday night game and then go to a Saturday game and be like, I'll be back on Sunday. I, I did it fairly often. Yeah, I'll be doing that in uh, in July for for Baltimore. It's nice. It's it's also like half the price to get a hotel in Baltimore compared to Manhattan. Yes. Yeah. I thought I was. I remember thinking when I booked my hotel for this weekend, like, oh, I got a good deal. <coughs> Turned into a five hundred dollar hotel real quick, like because I was running late, so I valeted. That's seventy five bucks. And you just did one. You just did one night, right? You didn't stay Friday. No, just one night. Got up there. Got to my hotel at like one forty-five. Brunch at two o'clock. Was out of there by eleven. So AC got, was not you're good. You're going Baltimore. Oh, it wasn't. No, the AC Bad. wasn't good. That's always tough when the AC is not good in the hotel oh, room. In the summer, dude. Brutal. Yeah. I. That's what. Yeah, you know me. I can't. All right, you want to hear what a piece of shit I am? Yeah. So I sleep at home. Like I sleep with a fan. Okay. I, I like always have. I just like I grew up growing up. We didn't have central air. So I like slept with a fan. I've always slept with a fan. I'm a um, I'm a Honeywell man. We get this. There's a Honeywell family. So I also have like a a, a box fan that's like I don't know, like a, a, a decent size. It could go in like a suitcase and I'll bring it with me. And I forgot to. Because I'm not traveling that much. Like I used to, tr- you know, fly around the country for work, and I had a fan with me. Wow, you bring a fan? That's almost as ridiculous as me bringing a TV to a bachelor party. <laughs> well, I mean, there are other TVs there. There's not a fan. Like I just, All you right. know, okay. it's a yeah. matter of like I'm just not going to sleep. Right. It's okay. a bad habit that I would at some point like to break. Okay. Of like sleeping with the fan. I just like to be cold. So I am out of practice. So I forgot. You know, oh shit, I need a fan. So we went to, like, we took an Uber back and there was a CVS at the corner and we got, like, junk food for the hotel room and smoked. <laughs> and then I was like, yo, this air conditioning, like, sucks. Cause it was also like the, the blackout curtains were on the inside of the AC unit. So, like, the air conditioning is coming up and it's going in between uh, the curtain and the yeah. window. And I was just like, yo, I am drunk and tired and high and this isn't gonna like this isn't gonna be fun i'm gonna go get a fan and my wife is like what and i was like i'm gonna go get a fan cvs was closed already i stayed on 47th street i walked down the 42nd street at like 12 30 at night and bought a fan from cvs um and then next thing you know i'm walking around looking trying to find a bacon egg and cheese my wife like fell asleep. I came back and she was like, "Oh, yeah, you're back." And the next morning she was like, "Wait, how long were you fucking gone for? Did you really go buy a fan?" I was like, "Yeah, I did. I did. I I I didn't sleep great, but I slept better." Very relatable. That's very I I feel you. It, it is a point of not sleeping. Like if it's too hot, you're you're fucked. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I could just be fucking miserable tossing and turning, smoking weed in the bathroom every hour hoping to pass out for a little bit. <laughs> was uh so was it if the AC had been working as expected, would you have still bought the fan? You think? No, if I could have, if I was like, all right, this is it's going to get cold in here. I I could have made it work. It's tough too when you pay a premium like that and you're not comfortable. Yeah, but that's that's got to be kind of irritating. Yeah, it's just like, hey, this just isn't going to work. No, no, man. You have any other games on the on the docket after Baltimore this year? No. So all I've got is like maybe that Houston game. We'll see. Um, and yeah, I've got Baltimore because they're on the road for like a lot of July. Yeah, that's the thing. So if you look at the second half of the schedule, like August, they only have one home weekend. Like they have a lot of weekday games at home. And then I think in September, they only have two, like most of our, you know, most of our weekend home games were in the first half. So that's why I'm trying to, trying to get them in now. Cause yeah, August is going to be, yeah, it's like August is going to be August is like that weekend is my anniversary. 
So and I'm in Saratoga for a bachelor party. So yeah, I won't be at any August games. And so think. it's like it's also it's tough to be like, all right, babe, I'm gonna just like sneak up there, but like maybe we'll grab dinner tomorrow. <laughs> For a Blue Jays one o'clock game, it's not. Although yeah. I think one of those is Paul O'Neill Day. But babe, it's Yankees camo cap day. <laughs> Let's love the troops. So you yeah, don't care about pa- perfect games. Yeah, right? there, you don't there's care pa- about give it days. Yeah, no, there's Paul O'Neill like you know, <laughs> Paul O'Neill spread COVID day on the twenty first on my anniversary. No, so I did see. All right, so I'm I got a good buzz going in this game, and we go and get milkshakes. <laughs> You're always with the milkshakes, dude. Dude, I fucking love milkshakes. At a baseball game, it is the dude, last at thing. anywhere. At anywhere. You offer me a milkshake. My hangover thing, when I lived in New York, my wife and I, like, you know, when you're, like, we would really go out and get fucking after it. Like, you're waking yeah. up still drunk in the morning. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to throw up. I would order a bacon, egg, and cheese and a milkshake from a diner and have it delivered to my house. Oh, and that's what I would eat. I would, I would smoke, eat that, and go back to sleep. Real fucking pig stuff. That's how I got up to 300 pounds. <clears throat> but so we go get the milkshakes. And when you order the milkshakes, these are like the, the fancy milkshakes in the food court. So you order it and then you go around to like pick it up. But you actually have to go over there and be like, hey, I ordered this. There's no communication between you. You have to tell them and then they make it, which makes no sense. So it was a guy and his daughter standing there. And I was like, hey, I'm all fucking wrecked. And I'm like, hey, you got to go up and otherwise they won't make it. And the guy's like, oh, thank God. Like, oh, we would have known. And his daughter had two of the Yankee sleeves on. And I said to my wife, I was like, you think if I offer 20 bucks, I could buy one of those sleeves off that girl? And my wife was like, never say anything like that out loud ever again, you creep. Don't do that Dave, ever. Dave got Dave got two sleeves off of uh, some kid. Oh, that motherfucker. <laughs> that motherfucker. My wife was literally – I remember her now just being like, where are you going to wear that? Where are you going to go approach an underage girl and offer her money to wear that wear? I was you like, I don't thinking know. about how things look. Yeah, she was like, you're not even going to put it on now. If you got it right now, it's not like you're going to wear it the rest of the day. You're going to ask no, to put it in my bag. Yeah, no. I, I, I tried putting one on and it was very underwhelming. It like didn't even go up to my elbow. You got big arms, Nick, you know? But I don't have long arms. You know, I thought it would True. be a little bit more functional. Um, but not one – I know we've been babbling a little bit. But one stat that I wanted to really point out here is that this year, 19 homers have been hit by left-handers at Yankee Stadium. We had 26 all of last year. And I just feel like last year we were bitching that we had no lefties, no lefties. And then like – it's like, oh, I was right. And you see a stat like this and you're like, oh, <coughs> I was right. We needed more fucking balance. Yeah, you were right on the balance and the athleticism. Those are two things that I think people get caught up in names and like, you know, MVP talk and things like that. But in general, you can't have an MVP at every position. You can't have an all-star at every position. You can have, you can have all-stars in a lot of positions and then athletes in other places. And I think that's what we're seeing. You know, you look at a guy like Rizzo who provides that lefty bat. And he's came into this year obviously trimmed down. I think everyone, you know, ha- has said that a lot. And, you know, he's making like really good plays, like being athletic on, on balls that aren't hit right at him. Um, IKF is, you know, obviously adding some athleticism. Is, has he been the greatest? I love, like, we're a billion games up in first place and people are just like, this shortstop, like, he should, you know, anytime he misplays a ball, or, you know, he's not hitting home runs when, like, he wasn't supposed to hit home runs. But he's playing some decent shortstop. He's contributing at the plate. And I'll go out here and I'll say it. I think if you just switch IKF out and his contract of, like, $5 million and you bring in Carlos Correa at $35 million or whatever he's making, the Yankees are not uh, – this team is not as good of a team. No, what? I, I, he's a much better that. player. Listen, he's a much yeah. better player. But you are now bringing in the superstar who got the big contract to live up to, and that hurts egos. I think that impacts how Judge approaches the season, how he's playing. He's also a bit of a, a, a lightning rod, like the fans. Some fans don't like him. He said the Jeter stuff. I'm not saying he's not a much better player than IKF. But I'm saying from a chemistry standpoint, from a like 
going out there and getting it because the deal that Correa signed with the Twins was not on the table for us. We would have had to be the big contract, 10 years, you know, he's already spent time on the IL. So there would have been a lot different expectations and a lot of a different chemistry in that locker room. I'll buy that to an extent because you can tell the chemistry is different last year. Like last year they had shitty chemistry and you could tell. Like it, it was obvious looking. And this year the chemistry is awesome. And to, and to me it's really about the sw- swapping Gary and Voight and Clint for Trevino, IKF, and Rizzo. I, I just feel like those three, Gary, Voight, and Clint, they just felt like dead weight, all of them by the end. I know you rip on Gary a lot. All three of them, it just felt like they were kind of dragging the rest of the team down. And it just seems like they have – taken off and they're like free birds without these three yeah and i mean i can't like he's batting 267 he's a 265 career hitter he's he had a slow start he's got 51 hits so he's on pace for like 160 hits yeah and his defense like metric wise has been average but glaber was by far the worst yeah like even average shortstop defense looks amazing on the screen (laughs) because of what we were getting yeah because we're not having a heart attack at you know every every ground ball and yeah, hey, he's gonna miss misplace because that's what you get for five million dollars. You know, no, you're right. I'm a little. I will say, I'm a little like DJ's hitting like two fifty five. I'm a little bit like that worries me for sure. It, yeah, it's definitely it's concerning. Really he he'll he gets hits in like bunches, and then we're like, all right, he's back, and then you kind of like don't pay attention because the team's playing so well. But he's another guy who it's like. You know, you hope he comes out of it. I just, you know, he's obviously missed some time, but Correa only has 47 hits, so he's got less hits. Gotcha. Less okay. games, less plate appearances, but. um, Yeah, no, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, what do you, you know, we're going to complain about DJ LeMayhew right now. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm honestly was just kind of like looking looking for something, but it is it is weird, and it, it it's weird to think that like we used to joke about this, but if game one of the DS was tomorrow, like he's sitting, probably, yeah, which has been a dramatic change from like we lit up Glaber and he went off in that game, and then Dude, yeah, since then he's it's been no turning back. I thought Glaber was cooked. I'll be honest. I, I did not. I did not see this resurgence coming. Um, I hate to use the word resurgence because of all those stupid resurgence Twitter accounts. But yeah, he's two fifty three, twelve bombs, OBP a little low at, at two ninety nine. But he looks he looks much different at the plate. The power to right center. He hit a ball into the right center field bullpen when we were there. That power to right center is back, and that was a huge part of his game when he was good. Yeah, he's cut down on his on his whiffs. Um, he's definitely using his whole body to, to drive the ball. That's how, you know, you're seeing that opposite field power. And, you know, he's not making terrible plays in the field. And I think part of that is because offensively, like, you f- overall, your whole game feels good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, he's not a guy that at this point I'm like, oh, we have to re-sign him after – his contract ends, but it's like, all right, I'm, I'm a lot happier with this. I mean, getting nothing. They literally got nothing out of him for two years in a row. Like, that was tough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we hit the point earlier this year, you know, during April, where it was like he has played more bad baseball than good baseball. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's back. Like, he's on the he's on the good side again. But keep in mind, we're still, you know, in the, the grand scheme of his career, he's only a couple games above 500. You're right. In terms right. of, you know, output. Keep it going for the full season. Do it again next year. And I'm not saying hit 30 home runs every year. I'm just saying show that you are not going to at times just, you know, disappear. And now, you know, we're talking about a guy with a a big future and a big contract coming his way. Yeah. Give me 265 with 24 homers and 80 RBIs or something. That's fine. Yeah. For him. For him. Another guy that we were very cynical about and I was very cynical about him. Luis Severino is clearly back. 2.8 ERA. I think he's only had two starts where he's let up more than three <laughs> runs. He looks like 2017, 2018 Sevian. We didn't have that for, what, four years? It's, it's been great to see him again. He looked lost in spring training. He looked lost at the very beginning of the season. Uh, I think it's, you know, credit to him for sticking with it. Um, I don't know if there was a certain level of maturity that came along and listening to trainers. And, I mean – at the end of the day, all these guys are out there going out there and, and doing it, but I give all the credit to Matt Blake. 
Like whatever yeah, oh, whatever sure. he's been doing has been amazing. Um and, and he's clearly gotten through to these guys. I think seeing aside from, you know, Severino still being around, we've seen pretty much whole and, and it's a different Severino because he was gone for so long, I think. Like it's wholesale changes in the rotation. You talked about last year how nobody from, you know, twenty nineteen would crack this rotation. We brought in Cole. He's the worst of them right now, according to ERA. And, you know, these guys are going out there. They're, they're working hard. Uh, you know, they still keep the traditions, uh, without CC on the team anymore of like, they're all watching each other warm up. Yep. They're going out there. You know, there's a, it's, there's a quarterback room feeling to it. Yeah. It's awesome. And I feel like normally we go into, into the postseason and we're like, okay, we have two starters that can like pitch a playoff game and we got to figure out the other three. And now it's like, soon. I mean, they all stay healthy. It, it's almost like there's too many guys for enough spots. I'm not used to being in this position pitching wise. It's very weird. Don't worry, the injury bug will come. <laughs> like it's that's and they thing. are going to have some interesting things. Yeah, you know, people is like, what you know, what are we going to do about Chapman? And you know, um, you know, I mean, sorry, what are we going to do about Carpenter? And what do we, to a certain extent, like this all it, it sorts itself out because there's no way these guys are going to stay healthy all year. It does, and I did a I did like a little mini Q and A from the George boxes George's box account. Uh, well, on the way to some game, and somebody asked me, you know, if you had to pick one, do you re-sign JMO or Montgomery? And I'm like, oh, these are interesting questions that they're going to have to have to come to. But but I feel like I feel like Brian, I, I feel like they're not really going to pay any of them, and they're going to be like, you know what, you don't want to be here, we'll bring somebody else in, and Matt Blake will, <laughs> will make yeah. them amazing, right? Yeah, I mean, there's still like, there's obviously there's Judge this off season. You were not there's Severino this off season. There's Gallo this off season. There are, um, you know, Glaber's coming up soon. Tyone's coming up. Montgomery's coming up. Luckily, Nestor still has like five more years. <laughs> people are like extend Nestor. It's like it's not how this works, man. This is not. Yeah, well, I mean, those are the same people who are just like, you know, we gotta. We really missed out on Judge. And it's like, no, we didn't. I still don't think. Like, I love the season Aaron Judge is having. I hope Aaron Judge wins the MVP, wins the World Series, wins the World Series MVP. I hope the Yankees re-sign him. Not for nine years. You know, he's still going to be 31 years old. And even if you look at it, even when we win the World Series, because there are people like, you win the World Series, you give him all the money. Who cares about, like, what happens in the future? Why would you pay for something you already have? Which is insane. And look at you look at the news today. Look at Steven Strasburg. Steven Strasburg went out there, won a World Series MVP, got the huge contract. He's thrown like four innings since then. And the other guy that got paid a ton of money off of that team, Anthony Rendon, has completely sucked. I don't I think he's hitting like two thirty with with the Angels. So yeah, no, it's a very, very cautionary tale there. They're gonna have a lot of hard decisions to make. For me, Sevy is probably the most interesting one because He's finally having a great year, but I, I got to think there's some bitterness from Cashman. You know, he gave him this four-year extension, and he basically didn't pitch for three years. Like, are we going to be lining up to give him, you know, 150 million dollars? I, I don't know. No, I would. I would assume, based on the way that he's playing, Severino is going to be gone after this year. Really? So, all right. So, him and Tyone are free agents. Like yeah. this. Like, you think? Do you think we keep Tyone then? I don't know. I hope so, but and not Sevy because I think they would resign Sevy before Tyone. Yeah, I just think for a pitcher of his caliber right now, the Yankees know more about him and how he performs, and how maybe he'll perform in different environments versus how he'll perform here, and how much of that is Matt Blake versus you know what someone else is going to get, and if someone else is going to offer him. $150 $150 million, are you going to give $150 million to a guy who just missed three years and had a good season? And, you know, because there's only – at the same time, you're also looking at Aaron Judge asking for $35 million a year, $40 million on a short-term deal. Like, you've got to build the rest of the roster out. And it, it is, it's an embarrassment of riches, right? We're still paying – Next year was like twenty six million dollars to Josh Donaldson. Yeah, yep. You also have to factor in Rizzo's probably opting out. 
Yeah, I'm not. It's weird. He's like, it feels like he's having a great season, but he's also hitting 218. So like, I, I don't know if he's going to opt out. I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see that one. too. But you know, you can make at his age, if his agent thinks, all right, you can get 16 million dollars staying with the Yankees for this year, or I can go out and I can get you 35 million for three years from whatever other team. Especially if the Yankees win a World Series this year, it's like you won a World Series with the Cubs, you won a World Series with the Yankees. You know. Yeah. I can get you another $35 million to go play wherever you want. You want to go home? You want to go play in Florida? Go play for the Marlins. You know? I think with Rizzo, it's going to be like, I feel like every time Chapman had those opt-outs, they would just like tack on another year or something or tack on another two years at like the very last minute. I could see something like that with Rizzo. Maybe. I mean, I'd love to keep him. Uh, yeah. If, if they said like, hey – why don't you opt out and we'll give you another, you know, or we'll add another $16 million a year, you know, with incentives. Yeah. But now Sevy's the tricky one. Sevy is the tricky one because it's like he was ours. He's like the only dominant pitcher that we've ever developed basically in the past 30 but years. But is he? But is he? I mean, he is too, you always talk about the awards. He had two all-star seasons. You know, How many years ago? This Four is a years ago. decade. Might, might be an all-star this year. Could be. Not yet. Could be. Not yet. How many All-Stars do you think we'll have? Um, I think we're going to get Judge. We might get Rizzo in there. People like Rizzo. You know, he's a fun guy to have around. Yeah. Um, and the fans will go not like well, he'll get a lot of fan votes. Yeah. Where's the game this year? Los Angeles, I think. Um, yes. You Stanton. Is in the running for it. Holmes is in the running for it. And he's down. He's He's got to be a lock. I wouldn't even say in the running. I'd say he's a lock. I don't know if you're going to get like – yeah, I mean, and there are other relievers who have played well, but you're not going to get two relievers. I, I don't know if you're going to get two pitchers because you got to keep in mind on these rosters too, you have to have at least one player from every team. Which is fucking stupid. Um, I, I don't know. I think Nestor, Nestor will definitely go. He's got like the reputation thing. Yeah, Nestor will go because it's whoever's broadcasting at Fox is like we, we need this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, no, you know for sure. But he's also you know he's he had a bad start last time out. He's two bad starts away from not even in consideration for starting the game. Yeah, yeah, him and Tyone I think have both had two mediocre starts in a row. That's something to very gently keep an eye on. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, but like a lot of guys are playing good baseball. But here's my personal thing. I'd love for them all to be selected to the All-Star game. I'd love for them all to opt out of it. I don't want anybody in the home run derby. I don't want the I don't want oh, Nestor no, no. pitching. Unless Nestor's going to start and get one inning of work just because like hey, he's a guy out of like nowhere. Besides that, like I don't want any of our guys throwing. Don't waste bullets. Even more so than the pitchers for me is like judge and stand, man. Like one fly ball into right and they slit, you know, it's yeah. like not worth it. Definitely not the home run derby. Oh, no. I think that that ship is – I think that they're almost at a point where Cashman's like, we really don't want you to do this type of thing. I think the, the home run derby is turning into like um, the NBA slam dunk contest. Yes, yes. Where like you're, you're not getting the best of the best. No, no. I mean, Alonzo will probably just do it and win it again. Does Judge, if Judge gets to 61 or 62 or whatever, does that have any meaning with you? Like if he um, passes Roger Maris? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, it, it's very cool. Um, I think that, you know, he'll go, he'd go down in history as the like untainted home run king. But at the end of the day, it's still Barry Bonds. I, I'm the same way. Like people say, oh, Maris is still the true. But like to me, Bonds is still because people don't want to talk about the fact that Hank Aaron and Mickey Mantle and all of them were popping greenies like they were Skittles and spiking it in the coffee and doing yeah. whatever they were doing. Obviously, it wasn't anabolic steroids, but guys have always basically tried to find a way to found an edge. And we just really villainized the latest version. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. But, and yeah, and, and there'll be something. They'll find out, you know, Judge was, you know, taking vitamins that, like, you know, didn't exist or, or you know, whatever it is. Um, I'm, I'm not saying cheating, but like, he'll just be like, well, now we, you know, the, let everybody take whatever they want. Is That's at least what I think. No, I agree too. But yeah, no, I mean, if Judge did it, I think it'd be cool. It'd make for an exciting September, especially if we're up by like 10 games. You know, it gives people something to watch. Like, I remember 
you know, get in the daily news every day. And whether it's, you know, Paul O'Neill's going for 400 and they just have like a little box that tells you, you know, here's what it is. Yeah. Same thing when, you know, when it was Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, you know, it was every day because there wasn't the sharing of information there the way there is now. I didn't have cable in 1996. Um, so it was, you know, get the paper flipped. Oh, he did he hit a home run? That's wild. That's crazy. Get the yeah. I, I'm jealous. Like that, you got to really like between the Yankees winning a hundred million games or whatever they won in 1998 and that home run race. Like that's that's a baseball season that I'm jealous that I didn't wasn't coherent for. Oh man, for like growing up in the Bronx, even though you know the Yankees are king, Sammy Sosa is Dominican. So there were just like people were just driving around the Bronx with like, you know, when you see um, whether it's someone's graduation or like there's a big travel tournament and you see parents driving and they've got like, you know, Kaylee, number six, like yep. what was softball? <laughs> people were just straight up updating their car. People were just driving around like Sosa 55 because growing up on City Island, there was a big like Hispanic population that came there to eat on the weekends. We had a lot of restaurants. So it would be – it's a two-lane island. And right. so it would just be a parking lot of – and just people with flags and, you know, they're listening to games on the radio. Sammy Sosa hits a home run. Trust me, you knew about it in the Bronx. And I bet – and yeah, I guess no affiliate – nothing for Mark McGuire. I bet everybody was rooting for, for Sosa. No, I were. mean there was racists in the Bronx. There were a lot of people. Oh, okay, like, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I think it was just like as a kid, it was just so exciting like, oh, this historical – thing because you also didn't you know at the time realize like roger maris wasn't that good at baseball so yeah right <laughs> you know just one of those things must have been fun like i'm that's i'm definitely jealous like 96 98 99 like i wish i could have experienced i've watched the world series movies a million times but Dude, 2000 just yeah, being a subway series just in a subway 2000 series. i remember that was my first coherent baseball season but i'm 2000, like 2000 I mean, I took a kid's Met hat and lit it on fire in school, and like my parents had come, and it was like a, a thing. That's a great story. Yeah, it was a whole issue. <laughs> I mean, another fun summer, though. Another fun summer here. It feels like one of those. It feels like one of those years. I'm having. I'm having a fucking blast. <clears throat> you know, I obviously have more things going on in life, so you know, I'm not as like, you know, I don't think the team's gonna, you know, need me to go into a game, so. It, it also aligns with like, hey, they're blowing teams out. <clears throat> so I don't feel the obligation to like if I miss an inning, like, oh, what the fuck happened? You know, like I'm not even tweeting a ton during the games because I'm just I, like I'm enjoying watching them without the like I don't feel like I'm not trying to make it in, you know, covering the Yankees. Mm-hmm. The John boys of the world have that covered like they're, you know, they're killing it. So like that fight, that war is over. So I was just like I just get to enjoy the games now. That must be peaceful. Although there's just like I, I know not to go down a rabbit hole. If if Elon Musk buys Twitter, I hope he does something about the uh, the hoodie, these anonymous hoodie accounts, man. They, they're you think like that's very high on his list. No, no, of course not. I'm I'm half kidding, but like it would be nice, is what I'm saying. Because like they are just like it, there's like they just come swarming. Like there's just like thousands of. Them. I think if Elon Musk buys Twitter, like his number one priority is making sure homeless people stay homeless. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's so any other like resurgence bandwagon, hoodie, whatever. If I get a follow, if I am not doing anything and I see a follow, I will go and I'll block them immediately. Because it's just oh, like, wow. it's never going to add any value. I've also, I used to never block anyone. I block people all the time. Don't care. It's my experience. I'm just going to make it what I want. Yeah, no, I, I get it. There's so many of them, and it's like, I can't, I've done it before where I'm like in an argument and a back and forth, and I'm like, wait, this person has. <clears throat> Tyler Wade in a fucking hoodie is his profile picture. Why am I? It's not even a real person. Dude, I see there's uh, what can't hold me. His real name is Jose. Super nice guy. Nice family. Real family man. And there's like Frankie Too Loud who's had like some really funny tweets and stuff this year. And I see them arguing with people. And I'm just like, I don't know how you guys do it all day. I used to do it. I, but I'm just like, I don't know how you guys do it all day. Like more power. Like there, there are guys out there who are, you know, defending the wall. And I, I don't have to anymore. No, no. That's a great that's a great analogy. That, they are defending the wall. Because you have so many people that are like, oh, the Yankees have won 40 games in a row, but the expected win percentage of their opponents is X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I see that stuff and I'm like, yep, you're right. We suck. We suck. <laughs> Good. 
That's why when you get upset when, you know, someone says, oh, the Yankees still need pitcher. Who gives a fuck? Say whatever you want on TV, Dave Sampson. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll be at the stadium drunk as hell watching them win. Uh, you're right. I, I, I'll get to that point eventually. Hopefully. you got to start having kids. <laughs> it is. All right. I think that's all we got. <coughs> I got to go have a coughing fit somewhere. Yeah, dude. I hope you, I hope you feel better. This is weird because, like, I saw you... What, 48 hours ago and you were fine yeah it's just like I think it's, it's just a cold and it just yeah. it's fucking annoying when you have to talk all day too for work so, it's so like, yeah and it combines with the allergies and then you're like you're just fucked exactly it's just like I just kind of I'm being like a real man about having a cold you know they always make fun of like men are like oh I have a cold da, 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 da. Like yeah, that's, yeah. I, that is how I am being I'm just like this sucks my wife's about to get home with the girls from swim and then it's just like, how quickly can we get them to bed so I can take NyQuil or something like that? And pass out. Yeah, I was in bed at 9 o'clock last night. Slept straight through till 6.30. Looking to do yeah. it again. Nice. Well, good luck. Fucking drugs, man. Follow Nick on Twitter. At NKirbyNYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Um, and yeah, hey, we'll see you at a game soon. Or we'll see you at the parade. <laughs>